Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for August 25th, 2023. My name is Chris. I'm your host. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. And on today's episode, we are going to be going over Sam Williams getting arrested uh, over the weekend. We're going to be going over the Cowboys versus Seahawks preseason game. And I'm also going to be reacting to a really weird segment that ESPN did about Dak Prescott. Uh, The takes are getting worse and worse from ESPN. But yo, guys, I appreciate the support for the last episode. We definitely got the likes up on the last episode. Let's keep that going. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and like the video. I would greatly appreciate it. Appreciate that uh, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at. Five-star reviews. Make sure to follow the uh, show. I would greatly appreciate that as well. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. So it was reported the other day that Sam Williams was arrested on substance and weapons charges. He had a THC vape pen in his car along with a Glock 17. Now, neither of these things are illegal to carry in the state of Texas individually, but simultaneously, that's when it becomes illegal. Now, here's the thing. Was Sam Williams uh, informed of the gun and marijuana laws in the state of Texas? I have no idea. I have no idea what was going through his brain. So I'm not necessarily going to say what, you know, what he was wrong for thinking in this certain situation. All I know is that it was a stupid mistake and this can't happen, regardless of the fact if he was informed on these laws and decided not to follow these laws or if he was ignorant to these laws. There's no excuse for what Sam Williams did in this particular situation. No excuse whatsoever. You know, it, it... You have to be informed on those specific laws in your state if you're going to partake in uh, carrying a gun and smoking marijuana in the state, uh, in whatever state you're in. You have to understand that, you know, these particular things have strict laws around these things and you have to, and, and every state is fluent when it comes to these laws. You know, like you could cross the state line and, you know, something that you're doing in Texas isn't. Uh, legal in the state of Mississippi or whatever the next state is from Texas. I don't, you know, I'm not from Texas, so I can't tell you what the next state over is. I don't have a map in front of me. So I apologize for that. But you have to understand like what's legal in this state might not be legal in the next state. And you have to be informed about that. And if you were informed and you decided to ignore those laws because you think you're above the laws, I hope that this serves as a lesson for Sam Williams. Everybody knows I'm a huge Sam Williams fan. I've said it on this podcast. I've said it on my TikTok. I've said it on my Instagram. I think that this guy is going to be a player in this league. I just think that about Sam Williams. He has a very high ceiling. Here's the thing, right? Sam Williams is a guy who started playing football in high school, his senior year of high school, and he ended up leading the SEC in sacks a few years after playing in high school. 
I, like I'm flat out jealous of that. I'm not even gonna lie. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's funny. My senior year, I was five ten to start the year. I finished the year six three. So I got my, uh, uh, you know, uh, cake at the end of my senior year when all my sports, when when me playing all my sports was over with. You know, my athletic career was over with. That's when I got all the gifts that could have helped me during my athletic career. Sam Williams had his gifts in high school when he needed them. And it ended up, you know, turning into him going to Juco uh, and then him ending up going to Ole Miss and leading the SEC in sacks. That is insane. He ended up being a second round draft pick for the Cowboys, had a very solid rookie season for them. And the future is definitely bright as a player for Sam Williams. And I want his future as a person to be as, as bright as the player is. Now he seems like a very good guy. Uh, what he seems like. But the thing is, this is the second time he's been arrested uh, over his NFL career. He hasn't even been in the league for two years now. This stuff cannot continue to happen if you're Sam Williams. You know, you play for the Dallas Cowboys. It's a different type of responsibility. There's a different type of spotlight when it comes to playing for the Dallas Cowboys. It's all over Twitter. It's all over ESPN. It'll get to Fox News. It'll get to CNN. It'll get to TMZ. All this stuff. It's going to go everywhere. Why? Because you play for the Dallas Cowboys. And playing for America's team has a different type of aura to it than playing for the Houston Texans. It just does. And you have to understand that when you put on that star, it's a different level of responsibility. So I hope that this is a learning lesson for Sam Williams Still a young kid, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you a pass for being a young kid. You know, you are given the you know a type of responsibility that most young kids do not have. You know what I'm saying? Like when when they give you that money, when you sign that contract, you have to understand that you have to mature quicker than your average 22 year 23 year old kid. Like you just do. Like there's a different type of responsibility that comes with that. So the he's only 23 years old past or 24, however old he is. Yeah, that goes out of the window when you sign an NFL contract. You have to be responsible. It, you're different from everybody else. So I have to hold you to a different standard. It just is what it is. And it's not unfortunate. You want to know why it's not unfortunate? Because you signed an NFL contract. You are living the dream. There are people that would that would literally kill to be in your position, to have your type of talent, to follow their dreams and play in the NFL and play for the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, to me, he gets no pass for him being young. He gets no pass for him potentially being ignorant or being informed and deciding to ignore the uh, state laws when it comes to those things. He gets no pass from me. You have to be better than this, Sam Williams. I do not want to see your name in the news for the wrong reasons. And the thing is, right, you have to understand what organization you play for. Do you see how hard it is for guys to get contracts? Do you think it's easy for you to get a contract now uh, that you're you're doing all this stuff now that you've been arrested twice over your two-year NFL career? Not even two years. You haven't even completed your second season. You are one season through your NFL career, and you've already been arrested twice. I, you can't do that, especially with this organization that looks for any reason not to pay you because this guy could potentially be a, a player worth paying. And if you continue to make bonehead mistakes like this, yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna hit you in your wallet, no doubt about it. This has a domino effect. It's not just oh, you know, 
you know, this is something that's happened to me individually. Like, yes, it is something that's going to happen to him individually. But the thing is, the the domino effect that it could uh, that could take place in your individual life is something that you just don't want. And you do not want to go through life or go through your NFL career with this over your shoulders, because then the league is going to tag you as somebody that we can't give him that big contract because we're not 100 percent sure that this guy is going to be able to stay on the field for us. Your guarantees aren't going to be as high as the next guy's guarantees. It just is what it is. You are now a risk in the NFL. The NFL, the the, the league as a whole looks at you as a guy that they're going to have to take a risk on if well, when you're up for a new contract, the Dallas Cowboys included. They're going to look at you and they're going to be like, if we pay him this money, what is he going to do? Because this isn't like you in college making a mistake and then, you know, you got to the NFL and you matured. You're you're in the NFL and you're making these mistakes. So you're going to get judged off this, no doubt about it. And it could potentially hurt hurt his pocketbook. So he has to become better for this. He has to have a clean slate all throughout the rest of his rookie contract for him to get that big payday, for him to say, I've changed that's not who I am. I'm better from the uh, mistakes in my past, and you guys need to pay me as such because I'm such a good player. That's what I want to happen for Sam Williams because that orange that orange jumpsuit does not look good on you, bro. It does not look good on you, bro. I saw I saw the mugshot. That it, it really upset me seeing that. That doesn't look good on you, bro. You want to know what looks good on you? Uh, the football jersey and 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 you going out there and making plays every single weekend. You want to know what looks good? Going online and and seeing you disrupting games. That's what looks good. You know, you don't look good in that orange jumpsuit. You don't. I don't want to see it. Just from a personal level, I don't want to see it. It doesn't look good on you, bro. Now, I want to go over what Jerry Jones said about this because I got some words for Jerry uh, and, and honestly, the reckless discourse that he put forward about this particular topic. Last year he drives 100 miles an hour and has a wreck. You know, in this, I mean, how do you conjugate all that? How, how do you balance those things? Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying that he is, as, which is more often the case than not, uh, this sh- sounds a little hollow, but he does and is uh, maturing, uh, and he is. Uh, the, uh, uh, what was he going, 66. Was he going 66 miles an hour? No, this year. So he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98, 66. So that's improvement. Look, is is that soundbite funny? Yes, it's funny. I, I can't believe that came out of Jerry Jones' mouth. Is it fun to share that with your friends and laugh at that? Yes. It's a funny sound clip. However, it's a re- it's a reckless quote that he put forward. You have to hold your guys accountable. Go out in the media. He has to be better from this. Because now you want to know what? It it almost looks like you're enabling the guy. It almost looks like you're enabling him. You have to lay down the law harshly. You want to know why? Because you should care about the guy. He's one of your players. He's somebody that you're investing in. You should care about your investments. Go out there in the media. Look, he has to be better from this. It was a bad mistake on his part. He has to be better from this. You cannot go out there and enable this type of behavior. You can't do it. And I'm sure behind doors, they've had a talk with him. 
But again, it's not about what you say behind the doors. We don't see that. It's about what you say on camera. And what you said on camera was re- that was a reckless quote. That was reckless discourse by by uh, uh, Jerry Jones. Inexcusable that he would put that quote forward. Again, funny. It's fun to listen to. It's fun to send to your friends. It's something to laugh at. But it, you know, when it comes to a professional standpoint, you, you can't be saying stuff like this. Uh, you know, in front of the microphones, because again, it's about public perception and I get it. Jerry is the type of guy that, that really wants to relate to his players. And these kids are, or these players are like his kids. I get it. I I get all that stuff. But again, you, you cannot put a quote like this forward. Can't put a quote like this forward. So ultimately, you know, I, I hated talking about this topic. I don't do good talking about, uh, you know, topics that kind of involve politics because that's not what I'm going to I'm going to talk in football and uh let's go do that let's talk some football so the Cowboys are heading into their third week of the preseason they will be playing the Las Vegas Raiders in Dallas on Saturday at seven o'clock central standard time so to me I I could go down a list and tell you guys what I'm looking for in this particular game but everything that I needed answered so far this preseason I've got an answer to how does the offensive line depth look? Uh, Not that great outside of awesome Richards and TJ Bass, but even still, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with them. If they have to go into the game, it's not ideal. I don't hate the idea of that. You know, I would prefer that over a guy like Josh Ball and Matt. Let's go going into the game. But I, I, I have my answers about, you know, the offensive line depth. I've gotten my answers so far in the preseason. I've gotten my answers so far in training camp. So to me, that question has been answered. Who's going to be the wide receiver four? We already know that's Jalen Tolbert. Who's going to be the wide receiver number five? Kevante Turpin. Who's going to be the wide receiver six? It's probably going to be Jalen Brooks. I don't know who else would take that. The the only question I'm going to ask is, are we going to carry six receivers? And if we carry six receivers, Jalen Brooks will be on this 53-man roster due to the fact that I think that he's shown something from a receiver standpoint in training camp at the very least. I think that you want to know what? Here's the problem. I think people look at stats and receptions and yards and whatnot to really get a gauge on uh, how good a player actually is. But I saw Jalen Brooks get open a lot in that Seattle game. I just did. The quarterback play hasn't been great so far this preseason. So that's something to take into consideration. But, you know, my question more so is, are they going to carry six? And if they carry six, it's going to be Jalen Brooks who's going to make the team. You know, because he play he he'll play special teams as well, and I think he'll be able to do that at a pretty high level. So that to me is a question that has been answered. Um, linebacker depth, I looked at that. You know, so far this preseason, I think that's a question that's been answered. Um, you know, the only problem is like when Demarvian Overshone went down. Now, this is what I will say. That is a question that I, I, I'm looking to get answered maybe this this Saturday. But it, again, one game isn't going to change my mind. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the thing. Like n- new questions, like to me, if I have new questions, I know that I'm not going to find an answer, a definitive answer to them this game. Like, you know, the questions that I had, I feel like I got a definitive answer for. Wide receiver number four, Jalen Torres. That's a definitive answer. Running back two. Rico Dowdle, that's a definitive answer. I think Rico Dowdle is the number two running back on this team. Deuce Vaughn, can he play in the NFL? Can he take hits in the NFL? Yes, he can do that. You know, Kevante Turpin, can he play some wide receiver? Can he actually play the position? He can. Oh, yes, he can. Don't get it twisted. Again, 
Don't look at just the stats and the box score when it comes to uh, Kevontae Turpin or just any receiver in general because these quarterbacks are not that good that are playing in the preseason for the Cowboys. Kevontae Turpin's been getting open. He's been getting off the line of scrimmage. And those are two things that I was looking for for Kevontae Turpin on top of the fact uh, of can he be more consistent catching the football with his hands? Uh, what what does his catch radius look like? He doesn't have a great catch radius. And uh, it looks like he's perfectly fine catching the football. And the reason why I had that question of him catching the football is because he did have those muffed punts uh, in the last season to finish the season. So that was a question I had. Kevontae Turpin showed that he can actually play wide receiver in this offense. Uh, another question I had, how, you know, uh, are we going to get more different type of concepts in this offense? And I think that that's been answered. I mean, look, obviously it's preseason. You don't want to give too much away, but even still, you know, the concepts that they've run, I feel like are more fresh and I think are more effective than the concepts that they ran all of last season with Callen Moore. I just think that's the case. Callum Moore's concepts were not good. It was it was weren't weren't many great uh, passing concepts in that offense. So everything that I needed answered from this preseason, I got an answer to. Maybe it's not the answer that I wanted. You know, like when I look at the offensive line depth, that's not the answer that I wanted. When I looked at the linebacker depth, I had an answer until Demarvin Overshone got hurt. Now the question reverts to who's going to be the. Uh, uh, the last linebacker that makes this team. Is it going to be Harper? Is it going to be Jefferson? Is it going to be Jabril Cox? So that's that's what I will say the one question I have going into this game is, um, you know, the linebacker, who, who takes that last spot? Who really stands out this game at the linebacker position? But other than that, I really don't have much for this game. You know, I'll, obviously I'll watch it. I'll be here after the game. But as a whole, <laughs> you know, I looked forward to the other preseason games more than I look forward to this one, but that's completely fine. It's preseason football. It's week three. And, um, you know, it's the last game that that doesn't count. You know, this is the last game that we're going in there and saying, oh, just forget about the score because we're not we're not going to be saying forget about the score come week one of the regular season. These games are going to matter and I can't wait for it. So to finish off the week, we're going to react to a segment on first take. Um, here's the thing. I digest the F, uh, FS1 ESPN content due to the fact that I work a job where I am by myself for eight to 10 hours. So I need something to occupy my headspace. And this is kind of the stuff that I listen to to occupy my headspace throughout that time because I run out of things. I'm going to be honest with you. So... Um, and it's funny when I listen to this type of stuff, I actually get more stressed on my job because I get pissed off at some of the stuff that they say. So we're going to get into it. Uh, this is Stephen A. Smith, Orlovsky, and Kimberly Martin talking about Dak Prescott's playoff success. This particular stat, I want to throw it out at you. There's a couple. Shut up, the, bitch. Uh, a couple of quarterbacks who have as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott during that same time. Do you know who they are? Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy from last year. Mm-hmm. And Blake Bortles. <laughs> gosh. That's what I'm going to start doing when I react to these segments, when they say something stupid. Gosh. Or not even say something stupid, just say something that's regurgitated so many times. <laughs> He's got as many playoff wins as Blake Bortles and, and, and uh, uh, Brock Purdy. Where is that? <laughs> Hell, hell, I'm so funny. Hell, hell, gosh.
it, it's it's dumb. It's dumb. That's what it is. And and here's the thing. No, I'm going to call Stephen A. Smith out because I can. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, I don't owe you a damn thing. Um, I'm not looking to be your friend. I'm not looking to work with you. I don't like the content that you make. So that, you know, because of that, I'm not looking to collaborate with you. I'm straight. Here's the thing. I can call out these FS1 and ESPN uh, people. You want to know why? Because I don't work with these people. I don't need to work with these people. I'm straight outside of this. I'm straight. I got a job that, that gives me great pay, that I got a pension, benefits, 401k. I don't need ESPN. I don't need FS1. If I make it in this industry, I'm going to make it by myself. I don't need these companies. So guess what? I'm going to make fun of the people that work for these companies that put these shitty narratives forward, that, that put forward takes with shitty research that has been done with nothing behind it. Like, oh, he's he's won two playoff games. Well, what about Lamar Jackson? That's only won one playoff game. What about him? Oh, he's a top five quarterback. And this is what I love. Wins are a quarterback stat until you bring up Lamar Jackson. And then people are like, oh, well, you know, he didn't have the weapons, this, that, and the third. Okay, so you're holding one person to the standard of wins being a quarterback stat, but you're not holding the other person to the standards of wins being a quarterback stat. You want to apply context to situations that you want to apply context to, but when it comes to applying context to another situation, you don't want to apply context to it. Here's the thing. Here's the truth. And people don't want to bring it up. Stephen A. Smith, his own damn self, his own, and and this is why I'm holding this guy accountable, said that the Cowboys weren't going to make the playoffs last year. He said that the Cowboys weren't going to make the playoffs last year. Stupid. You stupid. So here's my thing. If you didn't think that they were going to make the playoffs because they lost Cooper and Wilson and Gregory and Williams and, uh, you know, these guys. Why is it that when they actually improve from the following season, you still want to slander the quarterback? Front office did, did not do Doc any favors last year. Doc Prescott took that team as far as that team was going to go. San Francisco is the better roster from top to bottom. Just is what it is. When you look at the offensive side of the football, are you trying to tell me that Noah Brown is your number two wide receiver who is now the Texans' number five wide receiver? was good enough to go into San Francisco and beat them. Dak Prescott didn't play good. I've said this time and time again. I've said this ever since the game. It is going on September now. It's going on September. And I said ever since, I think it was January 23rd, uh, since that game happened. So it is August 25th. For the last seven months, I've said Dak Prescott did not play good football in the playoffs. I'm not going to continue to regurgitate this. However, I don't think people are applying the necessary context that needs to be applied to the situation because at the end of the day, Dak Prescott was the reason why they were in that situation to begin with. They did not have good offensive personnel last year. You cannot be a great offense with one wide receiver. Tony Pollard was there, yes, but Ezekiel Elliott got more carries who wasn't better than Tony Pollard. He was not the best running back on that team last year. They did not have great pieces around Dak Prescott. And my thing is, when you look at the conference championship, look at the pieces that were around those quarterbacks. Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, Trent Williams, a decent offensive line last year for the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Shannon is the play caller. Best defense in the league in San Francisco. Cincinnati, uh, or let's let's stay in the NFC. The Eagles, uh, best offensive line in football. One of the best wide receiver duos in the league. Top five tight end, 
good, really good running game, really good defense. Look at Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, granted, they did have a, a decent receiving core. Best tight end maybe in the history of football. Um, one of the best offensive lines in the league. The best head coach in football right now. Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, good defense. Joe Mixon. Okay, the Cowboys didn't have that personnel surrounding uh, Dak Prescott. And if these people on ESPN want to sit up here and say that quarterbacks like Burrow and Mahomes, and obviously, I mean, that's the case. They're better quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is better than Dak Prescott, which, by the way, he's not. He's not better than Dak Prescott. I, I will I will stand on the mountaintops and say that. I will die on that hill. Jalen Hurts is not a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. If you acknowledge that these guys are better players, don't you think it would be in the Cowboys' best interest to surround Dak Prescott with more talent? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, don't you think that would be in their best interest? Because when you look at the surrounding pieces outside of the quarterback, I would say that out of those four teams, I think, you know, with all the teams that made the conference championship, you add Dallas to that rotation there. I say that they probably rank fourth out of the five out of those five teams. I think that the team that had the least to work with was probably the Chiefs. But again, that's still Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes should not be the standard when it comes to quarterback talk. He needs to be the exception because he's an exceptional player. He's an outlier player. Okay, but the other guys were surrounded, I think, by better pieces than Dak Prescott. Are you trying to tell me Jamar Chase and Tyler Tyler Boyd and uh, T. Higgins aren't better than C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, and uh, Michael Gallup? Are you trying to tell me that? Are you trying to tell me that? What Jalen Hurts was surrounded by isn't better than what Dak Prescott was surrounded by? Are you trying to tell me that what San Francisco had wasn't better than what Dallas had? They weren't that great of a roster last year. This was not an elite roster last year. If you're trying to tell me that this was an elite roster, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, but you are. And I'm not sorry about that either. I'm just saying. You know, oh, you know, you talk about that. Shut up, bitch. You talk about that press guy, you just gloss Stupid. I mean, you just gloss Stupid. Over you stupid. as many victories as Blake So does Lamar Jackson. So does Lamar Jackson. Now, now we look at that press guy and they got oh, gorge. They get that Michael Gallup is back. They've acquired Brandon Cooks. Tony Pollard was really your number one last year. You just made it efficient for this upcoming season. All right. And a defense that is expected to be sensational. And what does Kimberly Martin come up with? This is the same woman. This is the same wonderful what? reporter yeah. and wonderful uh-huh. lady. Okay. Because I know your mama's watching and, you know, the mamas love Stephen A. I don't know. You know, the mamas Yo, love Stephen A. But Shut anyway, up. But what I'm saying to you is this. Notice then how we come up with all of this uh-huh. stuff. And a person that is always, always bringing up the fact that this is a player's league, she says, what about Mike McCarthy? Why I had to give really? that voice, though? What about, what about I, Mike no, McCarthy? I thought it was way more accurate. accurate. I mean, boy. It's kind of accurate. Dan Orlovsky's that type of guy where it's like, when everybody's laughing at something, he tries to add something that's funny and everybody stops laughing. And it's like everybody looks over and goes, bro, that's not funny, man. You, you literally killed the moment. 
That's what Dan Orlovsky is time and time again. This dude is the corniest dude in all of sports, man. The corny. Wasn't this the same guy that said uh, you can't hang out with women uh, because if you're married, you can't hang out with women one on one because uh, you, you might feel the temptation to cheat on them on, on, on your wife. Isn't this the same dude that said this? What a cornball, bro. This dude is the biggest cornball in sports. And I'll say it because like I said earlier, I don't need these people. I don't want to be friends with them. I don't want to work with them. Actually, you want to know what? I do want to collaborate with them so that I can literally put it up in 4K about how stupid these people are. I'm I'm not even going to mince words. How stupid these people are. Seriously, that's the only reason why I would want to work with these people. Other than that, I don't want to build a working relationship with these people. Their content sucks. Dan Orlovsky, what a cornball, man. Pause, pause. <laughs> what about Mike McCarthy? Right? So what I'm saying to you is that, no, nah, we don't want to hear that. We understand what Mike McCarthy is because the fact of the matter is Aaron Rodgers told us when he called them archaic and he was on it and he was out, he was booted out of Green Bay and then had to lie about so he could get the job with Dallas. He even joked about it in the press conference that he had to tell a fib. You understand what I'm saying? And I ain't, I ain't knocking him. He said, what did he say? I had to get the job. Props to him. I'm not knocking Mike McCarthy. I'm not thinking about Mike McCarthy. He never said that. I, I, give me a direct quote in which he said that. This is a reckless rhetoric by Stephen A. Smith. To just go out on a national television show and say that a, a coach flat out lied about something that they said in a job interview. That's a reckless behavior. And nobody's going to hold him accountable for that. Nobody's going to hold him accountable. He never put forward a direct quote saying that what he said in that interview wasn't true. Never said that. I'm thinking about Dak Prescott. That Nobody cares what you're thinking about. Of letting him off the hook. He... Hat. Letting him off the hook? Letting him off the hook? You're not saying that. For all the shit your network talks about this guy, and FS1, and all the TikTok trolls, and all the Instagram and Twitter trolls, you're trying to tell me that people are letting this guy off the hook? His own fan base isn't even letting him off the hook. So I, you know, I'm not trying to hear that, Stephen. I come up with something better. To show up, and by the way, by the way, I know this is hard for y'all to believe because of how much I troll the Cowboys because of that disgusting, nauseating fan base. But I actually have a few boys associated with the Cowboys. Okay, let me tell you something. Yeah, right yeah, now. you you have boys associated with the Cowboys, just like you have sources that say uh, Stephon Diggs wants out of Buffalo. He said that you were wrong, just like you said Lonzo Ball couldn't get out of the sitting position. He said you were wrong and proved it. So nobody gives a fuck who you know and who you're associated with. Bro, don't nobody believe you no more. You ain't credible like that, dog. Out of here, man. I got sources that say Stefan Diggs wants to get out of uh, 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 Buffalo. No, you don't, bro. No, you don't, because he came out and literally said you were wrong. The receiver literally came out on Twitter and said you were wrong. Bro, you don't got no credibility in this game anymore. Ain't none of them looking at Mike McCarthy. They all looking at that. Because you're covered in NFL. And I know the one thing about you is you ain't a liar. In those big moments, he has not shown up. He has not risen to the occasion. But to say we already know Mike McCarthy is so who cares? We talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is great, but he's paired with an Andy Reid. Like Ooh, she's we cooking. talk about these quarterbacks. She's we talk about cooking. Josh Allen being paired with Sean McDermott. We talk about all these players. 
having great head coaches with them. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. Mike McCarthy has the same task as Sean Payton this season. Make it work. Fix whatever is here and is the issue and win a championship. That's why this guy is here. Russell has the same objective as Dak. Why is it that we take Mike McCarthy off the hook? I don't understand. Yes, Dak needs to be better. Yes, Dak needs to show up. Yes, we need to talk about Dak the way we talk about a Josh Allen and a Jalen Hurts. Hey. Stop putting Jalen Hurts in that conversation. When Jalen Hurts had to put more than seven points on the scoreboard, or when his defense put up more, let, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I, I literally, I, I get so heated with this conversation. When his defense gave up seven points or more, or more than seven points, again, I'm, I get so heated with this conversation. His defense gives up less than seven points, 2-0 and in the playoffs. He's that dude in the playoffs. When his defense gives up more than seven points, Oh, and two. You won't see that on a graphic on ESPN. If it was the other way around and it was Dak Prescott, hell yeah, you'd be seeing that graphic on ESPN. Jalen Hurts has never elevated talent in the NFL. Never has. I would actually argue that some of his worst games this past season were when people were out missing uh, because the guy has not shown the ability to elevate talent. Just hasn't been able to do that. Has never performed well against the top 10 defense. You know how people say, oh, well, Dak Prescott doesn't perform well against top 10 defense. Well, actually, that's Jalen Hurts. He's never played well against the top 10 uh, defense. You know, I think he he had one game-winning drive this past season against, I think, the Colts. And like one of the passes that he threw was a pass interference. And I don't think he threw like a single pass on that drive. So... You know, Jalen Hurts has not is he's not in that top five conversation. Top five quarterbacks in the league go like this. Uh Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Rogers, Justin Herbert. Those are the top five guys. Jalen Hurts is not better than any of those guys. And then you got your guys like Dak and Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence, who I think are better than than Jalen Hurts. He's not a top five quarterback in the league. I don't even think he's the top eight quarterback in the league. So stop putting him in that category. You people are casual football fans. Win this game for us. You you fumble the ball, get it back. You throw an interception, get us a touch. That game in which he fumbled the ball, he lost. So I just I just want to make sure that we're um we're, we're we're staying consistent with that because people like to tell me that Jalen Hurts is a good playoff quarterback when the only game that he performed well in they lost, but then. When Dak Prescott lost to the Packers, you know, people were like, oh, Dak Prescott choked, even though he played well against the Packers. It was, oh, well, he still lost. Well, Jalen lost in the Super Bowl as well. So just making sure that we're uh, 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 setting a standard and holding everybody to that standard. So, you know, just making sure that. And we don't look at Dak in the same way. You are right in that respect. But to act you don't like because you don't know Mike football. McCarthy has a, we don't know if Mike McCarthy has well, all the I think answers. Missing, I think you really missed the ball. I think she's really missing the boat, Dan Olofsky, because First of all, I don't know if you saw Kimberly Kimberly yesterday. She had on this fly green dress. She did the, the fly <laughs> green dress. It was on time. And then obviously she looks very nice today. What I'm trying to say to you is this. Oh wow. It's the big time. It's national television. Right. You're missing my point. Okay. It's the big time. It's national television. You stepped up to the plate. The moment has arrived. You know you on the big time. You're on the I've big been time stage. And you that you ain't roll up in here with sneakers on. You know what I'm saying? Like you like you normally do and all that other stuff. You rolling up because you have upped your game. That's what Dak Prescott needs to do. Shop with the suit. You see how this girl be looking to stop the kind of outfit she be wearing. Uh-huh. Because you understand the big stage 
Calls for big moments. You rise to the occasion. The spotlight is microscopic. Are you ready to handle your business? A lot of people are with the with the Dallas Cowboys. It just don't so happens not to be Dak Prescott as of yet. And that is a fact, Dan Olavsky. That is a fact. I agree, Stephen A. I don't think that we can say listen to the moments and then expect Mike McCarthy to be the person who does. In the playoffs in the NFL, more often than not, it's the quarterback that takes the coach to the new level in the playoffs than the coach taking the quarterback to a different level. Shut up, bitch! Um, Stupid! Sean McVay went to the new level because he had Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. Um... Oh, my God. Shut up, Dan Orlovsky. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That Super Bowl that the Rams won, they won because of how good their damn defense was. I mean, I would say that the only game in that playoff run where where Matt Stafford was like that was against the Rams. Or not not the Rams. Why did I say the Rams? The Bucs. The only game in that playoff run was against the Bucs. He did not elevate Sean McVay. The defense was playing at, at at such a high level that I don't think we've seen since that Denver Broncos team won the Super Bowl back in, I think it was 2016. That was the level in which that defense was playing at. So to say that that Matt Stafford was the reason why Sean McVay got a Super Bowl, like he helped out, but that defense was playing at an incredibly high level. See that when quarterbacks go to a different kind of conversation. Jalen Hurts took Nick Sirianni. No, he didn't. That defense played at a very high level leading up to that Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts had a very good game in the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. Okay? But Jalen Hurts did not elevate his team. His team elevated him to that extent. And then he he played a good game. You guys say that he's a top-five quarterback. He should play a good game in the playoffs. One good game he played in the playoffs. To a different level when, it's, when it comes to his playoff performance. So Shut up, bitch! I, I don't think it's, it's fair for us to sit there and say, well, it's Mike McCarthy. Dak's got to play to the level that he has in moments when it matters the most. That will be the biggest question if Dallas gets to that NFC title game and if he's their future. Okay, let's leave that there. America has voted. We let you guys weigh in yeah, on I'm, the topic. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. Hold on. And... Fifty-eight percent say that they should dump Dak if they miss. Oh, Gorge. They're not going to be better without him. I just think he's going to have to. I think they're going to extend his contract. Anybody who knows contracts at the NFL thinks that they're going to have to extend them because the one smart thing Dan Orlovsky said. Keeping Michael Parsons and CD Lamb and Terrence Steele and all the other people. No, Dan's wrong because that depends on who they get to replace it. No, No, Stephen A., you're wrong. You're wrong. Dan is right in this particular situation. If the Cowboys want to keep C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, all these guys, they're going to have to extend his contract. He has a $60 million cap hit next season. They're going to have to extend him. Stephen A., stop acting like you know what you're talking about. You're the same guy that said that Dak Prescott has played in the NFL for nine seasons. You're the same guy that said that the Cowboys last season were going to start off 1-4 because they were going to lose to the Seahawks and the Broncos last year. Yeah, they were in the fucking preseason. They played those games in the fucking preseason. And you're sitting here saying, oh, oh, I got them losing to Denver and I got them losing to the Chargers. 
They played them in the preseason last year. I, I, like, this is the same guy that went out on national TV and said that. Stupid. You stupid. Seriously, man. I mean, that's number one. You have to wait to see that. But number two, I have nothing else to add about that because, quite frankly, I've gotten to a point where I don't think Dak deserves the airtime right now. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Yo, he did not just say that, man. Did he just say that? Did he just say that? <laughs> How about you do us all a favor? Stop talking about him then. Stephen A., this is your show. If he's not worth the airtime, you can come out and say, we're not talking about the guy. I'm done talking about him. But you want to know what? If you stop talking about the guy, guess what? You'll lose numbers. You'll lose ratings. He brings in the ratings, no doubt about it. You say that he's not worth talking about, fine. Stop talking about him then. I'm straight with it. I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this podcast is straight with them cutting out that Cowboys talk. Cool. We don't need your opinion out there. Stop talking about the guy then. That would uh, that would literally make my day if you stop talking about them. Because nobody cares about your opinion about this team. It's not good content. It's not quality content. So, I mean, look, we all know ESPN, FS1, it's a joke. I like reacting to these people because I like telling people how wrong these people are and calling out their hypocrisies. But, you know, they're going to continue to do what they do. I just love, I, I love that. Oh, we, he don't deserve the airtime. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, Stephen A., uh, uh, you talk about this guy every day. I let me look up on their YouTube real quick. I'm pretty sure that they do big numbers when they talk about Dak Prescott. Let me see this. Dak Prescott ES ESPN. I want to check up their numbers real quick. I don't know why OBS continues to do this. So look at their numbers. So 172k on a video they did on YouTube uh last week about Dak Prescott. They did 66k on this video. Uh they talked about the Lions or the Lions a top tier team 16,000. Uh first things first did a video on Dak Prescott 130,000. Uh Cowboys video 98,000. Another Cowboys video 133k. Deshaun Watson video 37k. Dak video, is Dak done in Dallas? 84,000. Stephen A. thinks the Cowboys are in a worse position. 94,000. You've talked about this team every day for the past week, man. They do numbers for you guys. You have to talk about the team. So get out of here with that. He doesn't deserve airtime. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here with that. Oh man, I do hate ending the week on a negative note. I do hate ending the week on a negative note. I get out of character sometimes when I have to talk about some of this national media stuff because it's it, quite frankly, it's disrespectful. Um, yo, but announcement. Let me make this announcement right now. Cowboys beat Players' Choice. We are working together, man. Uh, I'm going to be doing a show on Players' Choice. I'll be hosting the uh, America show. It will be a Dallas Cowboys uh, show that will air every uh, Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. It's going to be a really good time. Uh, 
Thank you to Players Choice. Thank you to the panelists that are going to be on the show. I got Tony Goat Romo. Uh, if you might know him from TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it may be. Uh, Rue from Allow Me to Button Sports. He's on TikTok. He's with the Cowboys Huddle. And uh, uh, Chris from uh, Dallas Cowboys. Chris, he's on the Cowboys Huddle as well. We're going to be teaming up. We're going to be doing a show every single Tuesday on Players' Choice. So, yo, I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. So, man, just we're, we're just going to keep rolling with this thing, man. We're going to keep rolling with this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, guys. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for everything that uh, is going to be in store for this podcast and this page. Um, it's the end of the week. The weekend is finally upon us. I, what do you guys got planned for the weekend? Let me know. I, I want to get to know you guys better. Let me know in the comment section what you guys got planned for the weekend. My best friend's coming down from uh, New York. We got a 6.45 tea time uh, on Saturday. So I can't wait for that, man. It's always good to, to get out with my bro and, and uh, you know, get, get some, uh, uh, play some golf. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure to like the video, make sure to subscribe as well. I'd greatly appreciate that. If you, uh, if you're listening to this on Apple podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, uh, please make sure to download the show. Make sure to leave a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.